Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you're having a great Wednesday night. No, Tuesday night, excuse me. Tuesday night. I'm hope I, I hope you're watching baseball. I was waiting for that third inning to be over, but the third out has not come yet. But I think that that three-run homer from the Atlanta Braves was a perfect moment to go live since the high leverage situation is already over on that game six. Hey, that was a crazy moment for the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros in game six of the World Series. It might be over. It might not be over. Tell me what you think. Does the World Series end tonight? over there in Houston. What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining the show. Of course, we'll be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. The trade deadline has come and gone, and the Cowboys made no moves at all, which is far from a surprise, but we'll get into some details on tonight's show. Also, I'll talk about three changes that I would like to see from the Dallas Cowboys in 2021. Not that I'm complaining, because the Cowboys are clicking. They're 6-1, and one through the first eight weeks of the season. I'm definitely not complaining, but I will point out three things that I would like to change for the 2021 Dallas Cowboys and some that I don't. Some that I want the Cowboys to keep doing right, in my opinion. And of course, we'll go through some injury updates, some Jarrell Cox talk, and of course, some Bradley and I talk because he has been cut from the Dallas Cowboys. Bradley and I, in case you missed it, is no longer a Dallas Cowboys. So what is up, everyone? Make sure you like the video. Make sure you share it with your friends, whether you are watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. I see you, Val Valentine, over on YouTube. He says, I told you to stop hyping up the Vikings and that we were going to win it, and we did it with Rush, just like we did it with Dalton last year. Christian Garcia says, has anyone talked about Justin Hamilton? Good point from Christian Garcia. We want I want to see more from Justin Hamilton honestly on these years on what's left on tonight's on this year's calendar, excuse me. Man, I feel wide receivers should have made some moves on defense adding oh I think that we should have made. I think that Bell Valentine meant to say we should have made some moves on defense adding a pass rusher would have been awesome. And you know that I was asking for Melvin Ingram on primetime but hey, the Chiefs got him for his sixth round draft pick, and we'll actually talk about that as well. But now that more of you guys are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 Cowboys season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for both Cowboys and Mavericks content. Make sure you do so after tonight's show. Some great articles by Cole Patterson, actually, and, of course, the rest of the ADC Sports staff over there today. These articles are from yesterday, but some new content is up there already in case you want to check it out once the show is over. And, well... Before we begin, I want to mention this because Christian Garcia made a good question and he said, has anyone talked about Justin Hamilton? And there's no question that 
Hamilton had his most important game of the season versus the Minnesota Vikings this past Sunday. He's been playing about he's been playing for the Dallas Cowboys recently and I agree with Christian that maybe we have not been paying enough attention to him because I can tell you that I am aware that he has been playing more about 40% of the team's snaps in the in the three games that he has actually played with the Cowboys but I can honestly admit and confess that I have not paid attention to him like in depth when it comes to reviewing the all 22 tape I have not focused on Justin Hamilton because you cannot focus on every single player right and I admit that Justin Hamilton is a player that I'm looking forward to paying more attention during the rest of the week when it comes to the all 22 sessions so uh, I think that Anai makes it to the practice squad says Benjamin Robinson Bradley and I in case you guys missed it he is. Uh, he has been cut, released from the Dallas Cowboys. And some people have had some fun on social media saying that the move came because of the offsides penalty that he was flagged for versus the Minnesota Vikings. I really don't think that is the case, but he played way less than we maybe expected him to. So through the first eight weeks of the season, Bradley and I played in only 11% of the team's defensive snaps and it is that is a very low number even for a rotational player like we expected Bradley and I to be and on special teams he played in about 50 percent of the snaps so a replaceable player for sure for the Dallas Cowboys I wonder based on the timing if the Cowboys had any sort of hope of trading him for you know trading him for peanuts you were not going to get any big time compensation for Bradley and I but I wonder if the Cowboys were trying to make a move hopeful at least of course that did not happen I think that no team would have paid for Bradley and I because even though I like an I and I believe in his potential hopefully as someone said in the chat he makes it to the practice squad but hey I I, I hope he does but he has some tools that could make him an interesting player for our other teams. God Bomber also says, if an eye does not make it to the practice squad, I would be very surprised. Exactly. And I agree with that. We should have traded for Deion Jones' Eddie Logan. Stevie Mack also in the chat reminding you to hit that like button and most importantly, to share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime as you guys do every Sunday Thursday night and I thank you for doing so and I thank you for uh, choosing to listen to ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Dallas, Texas is Janie watching from Dallas, Texas. Is Dak playing this Sunday is Val Valentine's question and I fully expect him to do so. Reports are out there saying that he will be full go on Thursday. Let's see what happens on Wednesday tomorrow but so far I think that the expectation is that Dak Prescott will play. And if you look at the betting spread, just like we were doing last week, uh, the expectation of the markets is also that Prescott will be playing as the Cowboys are 10-point favorites over the Denver Broncos that will not be playing with Von Miller, by the way. And according to reports, and I found this very, very interesting, but according to multiple, well, not multiple, at least Peter Schrager reported it today, the Cowboys inquired about Von Miller. Now, I got to be honest with you, I don't think that it was a very serious question from the Cowboys if they did pick up that phone and called the uh, and called Denver, but at the end of the day, 
It would make a little bit of sense if the Cowboys and the Bills were actually interested, as Peter Traeger reported on NFL Network today, because I think that the Rams kind of overpaid for Von Miller. I like Miller a lot. I think he's a great pass rusher. But at the end of the day, the Rams are getting him for half a season. And there is no guarantee that he will stay in L.A. after 2021. So maybe there is something to those reports on the Cowboys picking up that phone for Von Miller. Usually a very conservative team. But I like the idea that at the very least, they picked up that phone. I would have liked them to make a trade. I, I'm also not surprised at all that they didn't. But as you guys know, and if you guys have been watching primetime since the past two weeks, I wanted Melvin Ingram on this Dallas Cowboys team. I wanted him and the Chiefs actually paid a sixth round draft pick to get the better end pass rusher. And my question from me to you is, would you have liked the Cowboys paying a sixth round draft pick for Melvin Ingram? You already know that my answer is yes. I would have liked to see more depth for this Cowboys pass rushing department because even though there are some players making noise there, the pressure rate could be higher for the Dallas Cowboys. They're not a top 10 team or top 15 team in the NFL in terms of pressure rate. I would have liked to pay sixth round draft pick for a player like Melvin Ingram. It's a one-year rental, of course, but at least you're trying to upgrade that defense. And even though there are some players coming back, I'm not sure that there is a player that will come back that will heavily impact your pass rush in terms of depth. Because, of course, D-Law is coming back, but he's not, and he's, he's a starter, right? I would have liked to see more depth for this defensive end squad, and I think that Melvin Ingram was a great option for that. So shout out to the Chiefs who ended up getting him, and man, did the Chiefs need help on that defense. We'll see if it works out for, for them. Tom Downey, burn your account. <laughs> that is a great name for a YouTube for a YouTube account. I think the <laughs> I was caught off guard by that one. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Tom Downey, burner account says I think that they promote Francis Bernard to the active roster. He has experience on special teams, which Cox primarily played. And you, if you guys don't know yet, uh, Jabril Cox was. Tore his ACL. He's out for the season. And I agree with Tom Downey's burner account <laughs> because I, I believe that Francis Bernard is a more likely option to... Uh... <laughs> it's funny how much Tom himself likes that guy too. Hey, I didn't know that. I did, I, I've never seen that account before and I was caught off guard. I'm sorry. Anyways, back to Francis Bernard. Francis Bernard might be the most likely option to take over Jabril Cox's spot because Jabril is going to be missed on special teams, not really on defense. A lot of people have mentioned in social media, and I have been surprised by the amount of people who have actually suggested this, that let's bring Jalen Smith back to take over Jabril Cox's spot on the team. But listen, that to me does not make any kind of sense because even when Jalen Smith was a somebody on the Dallas Cowboys, he was not really a contributor on special teams, and I wouldn't expect him to be if the Cowboys re-signed him. So don't expect that, and don't listen to anyone who is actually suggesting that to you or on social media, because I truly believe that it makes absolutely zero sense. And Jalen, man, I hate it for Jalen because I, I thought that his story was great. I really wanted him to succeed in the NFL, 
but he is clearly not okay physically speaking. Like he is not right in terms of how he performs as a football player. I don't know if this has to do with his health and what happened to his leg, if something came back. I'm really not sure, but it's clearly the athleticism is simply not there for Jalen Smith to play in today's NFL. And this NFL rumors account, which is a joke in and of, in of itself, but they were suggesting that Jalen Smith was, would be open to rejoining the Dallas Cowboys. My response to that is divided in two. Number one, that account is tweeting out fake news just about every single day. And number two, of course, Jalen Smith would be open to rejoining the Dallas Cowboys because Jalen Smith is at a point in his career in which he would be open to joining any NFL team that offers him a contract. So long story short, Jalen Smith is not coming back to the Cowboys, even though Jabril Cox injured his ACL and even though Jalen was recently released by the Green Bay Packers. Jalen is done, people are saying in the chat, and I, that is something that I agree with. I think we all miss 2018 Jalen Smith, says Asian Dude on YouTube, and I agree with that. I, 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 we, we do miss him. It was a great story at the end of the day. It was somewhat of a, the ultimate comeback story, right? And maybe that title belongs to Alex Smith, of course, but it would have been great to see Jalen Smith bounce back from that injury and back into the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Uh, God Bomber says, I don't think it's a good idea, but I think wouldn't be really negative, but I would rather have a roster spot for someone else new at this point of time. And by the way, the Cowboys have three open roster spots right now. As of today, they have three open roster spots. It is fair to point out that these spots might be, you know, headed towards Cowboys players that are coming back from injury, like maybe Michael Gallup next week. Maybe it can be Tristan Hill at some point in the near future. Sean McKeon, who's also fighting to be back. So I think that we will see that more soon. And I think that this will not be about any outsider joining the, the Dallas Cowboys, but rather injured players coming back. Stevie Mack with a great idea, and I wouldn't be opposed to this idea, go snack Joe Thomas. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Because not only do I feel like Joe Thomas can contribute to special teams, but I also like him better as a defensive possibility for these Dallas Cowboys. Eugene asking, do you think the Cowboys are going to start Dak this Sunday? I fully expect them to, and I would be very surprised otherwise, to be honest. And we will know more about this on Wednesday and more, most importantly on Thursday because the Cowboys, uh, it, is report, it has been reported that the Cowboys are expecting Prescott to be full go on Thursday. If that changes, maybe we can, you know, turn up the alarms a little bit. But so far, let's not. Now, as you can see in the title of the video, I wanted to talk about some changes that I would like the Dallas Cowboys to make. Some of this might be controversial. One of them is, one of them maybe not that much. And the other one is one that I bet most, most Cowboys fans have not even realized that this is happening and it is not necessarily a negative but this is the first one that I this is the one that I will start with a change that I would like the Dallas Cowboys to make in the upcoming weeks I simply want to see more of Randy Gregory and you might not have realized this but so far Randy Gregory has 17 quarterback hurries he has seven quarterback hits 
That is 29 total pressures, two forced fumbles, and of course, five sacks. Randy Gregory, to surprise, to the surprise of anyone who has watched the Dallas Cowboys play, is absolutely killing it. No surprise for anyone, excuse me. So Randy Gregory is balling, and we already know that. But it is very surprising to me that Randy Gregory has been on the field only 52% of the defensive snaps. Only 52%. I was very impressed by that. Actually, last Sunday versus the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night, that was the first time this season that Gregory has played in over 70% of the defensive snaps of this football team. I was blown away by that fact because you take a look at Randy Gregory's production and you would assume that just like some of the best pass rushers in the NFL, he was on that football field over about 75-80% of the time, but that has not been the case for Gregory. I would like to see more from him. I don't know if this has to do with conditioning or just Dan Quinn wanting to have some aggressive rotation on his defenses, but I was blown away by the fact that Gregory has only a 52% snap count. And I'm looking forward to that increasing as the season goes on. Even more so with the Marcus Lawrence coming back. Because if Lawrence comes back and Gregory's snap counts go up, this Cowboys team pressure rate is going to improve. And that I think that there is no question about that. Especially if you're also getting maybe Tristan Hill back, who we don't know yet exactly what the plan is for Hill and at some point, maybe in the near future, Neville Gallimore. And I think that Neville Gallimore is one of those players that we forget about. But I do think that Randy Gregory's 52% snap count is very, very low. And I'm looking forward to that increasing. Dallas Young also agrees with this. 52% uh, is way too low. I agree with it. I was, I was not expecting it. And I'm sure that Unless you are a diehard Cowboys fan who's looking at these snap counts week in and week out, I'm betting that most Cowboys fans would not realize this. 52%, I agree with Dallas Junk, is a low number. I think that it will increase, and I think that a little bit of evidence for that came last Sunday when Gregory played in over 70% of the team's snaps. D-Law better come back and ball out, earn what he has gotten since about Valentine. Uh, I think that he'll showed some progress till he tore his ACL, says Tom Downey. And I agree with that. And the, and the thing with this is that did we see a lot from Tristan Hill? I agree that he was very improved. And I agreed and I remember that I was not buying into what Stephen Jones was saying before the 2020 season. Because Stephen Jones was saying, yes, Hill is going to be a starter for our defense. And I, and I was like, and I think that many Cowboys fans were like, eh, is he though? And then he was. And then he, he actually was playing very well until he tore his ACL. So looking forward to seeing how he actually bounces back from that injury and whether or not he's on these team's plans in the long term. Might be trying to save him for the long haul, says Andrew Brogner, which might be very true, of course, but I was still very impressed regarding Gregory's snaps. Uh, Gregory says Asian dude is what D-Law was supposed to be after his big contract. And I, I, I am of the opinion that Lawrence is also quite underrated right now because maybe the snaps have not come. And I understand that, that is a quarterback stat and everything. But, but Demarcus Lawrence makes an impact every game that he's out there in the run game and in the passing game. And I think that he's a very complete defensive end. 
And I think that the lack of sacks have turned him into an actually underrated player. Now, on to a more controversial change that I want to see. Stevie Mack says maybe they don't want to overuse Gregory while D-Law is out, keeping him fresher for later on. Hopefully that is the case. Hopefully that is the case. Tom Downey says, do they keep his snap count low to keep him more fresh as the game progresses? Is 52% just the average? It is the average. It is the average. I, I, I'll admit that. And I'll admit that some games have been, um, in recent games, that has increased. So hopefully that continues to be the case. Now, on to a more controversial change that I want to see. And we talked a little bit about this last week, and I still believe it, even though Terence Steele is still doing a good job. But my question from me to you guys in the chat is, who would you start next week at right tackle? Would you, if you were the Cowboys head coach, and this was completely your decision, not what you think will happen, what would you do in the Cowboys' place? Would you start Terence Steele? Or Lyle Collins at right tackle. And you guys know how I feel about this. I strongly believe that Lyle Collins should be starting at right tackle. And I think that we saw a little bit of that versus the Vikings. And I was watching the replay today, uh, the old 22. And Collins has not allowed a sack in the past three games. Shout out to Terrence Steele. Excuse me, Terrence Steele has not allowed a sack in the last three games. That is just a big, big performance from Steele. But also he's not given... He's not giving his quarterbacks enough time, in my opinion. And we saw the evidence of that, again, versus the Vikings in some key moments. That Ezekiel Elliott catch in which he manages to move the chains heroically. Terence Steele was getting a little bit destroyed there. Or in that City Lamp clutch catch, also the case. And I, I just want to see Lyle Collins back in that lineup. I understand what the Cowboys are doing. I understand that this might be a little bit of a culture decision from Mike McCarthy, but I would like to see Lyle Collins back at right tackle. Things are a little bit more interesting this week specifically, though, because Tyron Smith might not be available versus the Broncos. And in that scenario, there is no ideal solution to the problem because one solution, one potential solution, is to keep Collins, uh, keep still at right tackle and play Collins at left tackle. That is one possibility. Another possibility is to hand Lyle Collins his starting job back and then move Trent Steele to left tackle. That is another possibility. None of this is ideal because you are at least moving one of the players from their natural position. And the Cowboys would have, and, and this really is a decision that in my opinion, the Cowboys have to make depending on their long-term plans. If this is, and we don't fully know it yet, but if Mike McCarthy is just punishing one way or another Lyle Collins, then I would be in favor of giving Lyle his starting job back right now and then just play Trent Steele, who is going to be your actual swing tackle over on the left side, but let Lyle Collins get back in a rhythm over at right tackle. If, in the other hand, your long-term plan is to really keep Terence Steele at right tackle, then don't move him from that position and then play Lyle Collins at left tackle, assuming that Tyron Smith is not ready to go on Sunday. I think that this decision might actually be a little bit of a pick at what the Cowboys are really thinking about when it comes to Lyle Collins' future with the Dallas Cowboys. 
Dallas Jung says, I agree with McCarthy on the continuity thing. So that being said, I would start still at right tackle. Adam says that Collins played left in college. And while that is true, that, well, that happened a long time ago. Collins' true natural position in the NFL has become right tackle, in my opinion. Even though he started his career as a left guard for the Cowboys, his true position as a pro overall has been right tackle. That is, that is of course, my, my opinion. Uh, Stephen White, uh, shout out to Stephen White, by the way, who I'm sure had a great Sunday night. I'm sure that no one enjoyed the Cowboys' win, not even Cooper Rush's father than Steve White, because as you guys know, Steve White rocks his Cooper Rush jersey, and he's the only Cowboys fan beyond Cooper's family that has and owns a number 10 jersey. <laughs> Tom Downey says, but I'd be down to switch. Collins is left-handed and played left tackle in college. I'd give him reps at left tackle in practice this week. Collins at left tackle, says Valentine. Play the better player, play Collins, says Roy Fletcher. That is my mentality when it comes to right tackle. And as we were talking about, this week is a little bit more specific because of the Tyron Smith situation. Uh, Collins still swings as Bruce Lewis. And, well, it is a little bit more controversial than I was expecting. So I thought that many people would be in favor of keeping uh, still over at right tackle. But I see that there are a lot of Cowboys fans open to getting Collins back to his starting role. Tino Santiago says, if Ty can't go out, still at left tackle. And I'm guessing that by Ty, he actually means Tyron Smith and not his backup player, who is Ty in second. I don't care if it's TC915 as at left tackle as long as it is not in second. And Ty had a bad game versus the Minnesota Vikings. That was rough to watch, definitely. Number 79's performances have been rough to watch ever since the preseason, to be honest. And, hey, we have not heard anything about Josh Ball. We've heard a little bit about players like Neville Gallimore, a little bit more about Sean McKeon, Michael Gallup, Demarcus Lawrence, but we have not heard anything about Josh Ball, who the Cowboys were counting on to compete to be the swing tackle of the Dallas Cowboys when they drafted him in the, in the fourth round. Because I think that that draft pick was about insurance policy at tackle. And we have not heard anything about him or what the plans are for Ball in the upcoming weeks. Of course, he has not, uh, of course, he started the season injured. What Madden 17 is a great Madden says, God Bomber, did I miss something in the chat? Oh, God Bomber says, Madden 17, Lyle Collins' position is left guard. <laughs> it is a great game. I'm not, I'm not sure about Madden 17 being a great game. I don't remember which one it was, but I have given up on the EA Sports Madden franchise. I have completely given up on it. Um, who does Denver Who does Denver even have a, a defensive end? Miller is with LA and Chubb is on the IR, right? Says Town Down, bringing up a good point. Von Miller, listen, I love what Mike McCarthy said about Von Miller this week because they asked him about not facing him on on Sunday, and he said, hey, I'm definitely excited about that. And then a lot of people might be thinking about that potential January matchup versus the Rams. But Mike McCarthy said it right, in my opinion. Those long, long-term long thoughts take care of themselves, right? Like, let's get to the playoffs first. Let's play the Rams first before we even begin to think about what it means that Von Miller is over in L.A. 
But this Broncos team, forget about who's playing at defensive end. This Broncos team, it looks like they've given up. They, they've kind of given up. No offense will most likely be out for this game, as Dallas Junks is saying he was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. So definitely agree with Dallas Junk. He might be out, and the Cowboys have low-key struggled versus tight ends. So maybe something that works in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. But Denver has kind of given up, to be honest, with their decisions right now because they, of course, started 3-0. Then they started this losing streak, and now they're going to play what should be looked as an elite team in the Dallas Cowboys. Take it one game at a time, says Thomas A. Garrett. And I agree with that. I like that that is the mentality for Mike McCarthy. Now, I've always said this. The ones who should be taking the games one game at a time are the players and the coaches. Us as fans and in shows like this, we can always look forward. But as long as the team is concerned, just let them worry about the Broncos for now. And then we'll move on to the next team, right? I agree with what Thomas is saying in the chat. But now... The number three change that I would like to talk about on today's show, and I know that, and I have also mentioned this in the show, and I know that a lot of you will want to jump to your phone screen or your computer screen and actually start hitting me for making this suggestion, but I will do it again. I would like to see more read option from Dak Prescott in the red zone. I would like to see that, and I know that many people will be concerned about Dak Prescott's health, but I would argue that... You know, Russell Wilson did a great job in that. Uh, some players, it's really just an added threat in the red zone. And I would like the Cowboys to exploit that a little bit more. And I think that the perfect archetype for that is Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Because for a lot of years, and not to compare, because I don't want to compare Dak Prescott or any other quarterback in the NFL with Lamar Jackson. Because what goes on in Baltimore is just so unique to their offensive scheme that I think that it is way different to anything else in the NFL. So I would actually compare Prescott to Wilson in this scenario because they're both mobile quarterbacks. They both, you know, roll out a lot and they're both very good when it comes to throwing the ball while on the run. And I think that the Seahawks have been very creative using the read option with Russell Wilson and not only creative, but they have been very efficient, especially in goal to go situations. But I would love to see this from the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that, hey, let's not risk Dak Prescott for QB hits and everything like that. But then there are some studies out there that argue that the most dangerous hits for any quarterback in the NFL come and happen in the pocket, not when they are actually running the football. And of course, Dak would need to be a little bit more patient with this place and not force them when they're not there in order to get tackled in a poor way or anything like that. Uh, don't cha don't shank you with the butter knife, Maurice. You're just lunatic. <laughs> Calvin Jefferson says, hey, Mao, I just joined the show. What can you say about Randy Gregory's performance this season and what he means to the team? Hey, Calvin, thank you for joining the show. And we actually talked a little bit about this earlier tonight, but I've loved, I love what we've seen from Randy Gregory. And actually, as you can see, the title of the video is three changes that I would like to see from the Cowboys. And one of those is give Gregory more playing time because his snap count is at, six, at 52% only. So I would like the Cowboys to play Randy Gregory more. But hey, I think, and I talked about this also, if I'm not mistaken, this happened last night. 
But with D-Law out, right now, with D-Law out, I think that Gregory is actually your best defensive player right now. I'm not sure if that would change if that snap count goes up, but I do think that Randy Gregory so far is actually a better player for the Cowboys than maybe even Trevon Diggs and, of course, Michael Parsons. Once D-Law comes back, I think that D-Law is still your best defensive player, but so far, I think. Uh, Lunatic says... <laughs> Mara rocking that fresh fade tonight. You got a date? Actually, I did get that fade tonight, today. And actually, I do have a date tonight. Of course, it's not like a new date. I'm going out with my, with my girlfriend. But yeah, I mean, I did not get the haircut because of it. I'm more than anything using the haircut as an excuse to actually go out on a date. I'm just kidding, man. But yeah, hey, Lunatic spot on with his takes on, on the comments. <laughs> I'll show this, this segment to my, to my girlfriend after the show. Uh, Benjamin Robinson says, I agree with doing more read option in the red zone. I, had to, I hate to see us on the two-yard line passing all the time, says Benjamin Robinson. No, you're exactly right, says Ed Moon. It's hard to stop it. I like to see the Cowboys run more RPO, period. I think that first and goal pass, by the way, I think that it was an RPO that... Uh, Touchdown fade to Amari Cooper. I think that was an RPO, but of course, it was Cooper Rush. It was not Dak Prescott. D-Law is a great run defender. He does all the little things. That is something that I agree with. So, yes, Steve White says, El Guapo. <laughs> Shout out to Steve White. Now, I've talked about the changes that I would like to see from the Dallas Cowboys. Here are, in a more, in a more um, positive tone, the changes that I don't want to see and two changes that I don't want to see from the Cowboys because I think that they're doing it exactly right. One of those is the fourth down decision-making. The Cowboys have been more aggressive when it comes to fourth down, and I want them to keep that foot on the pedal, even when the, game's important, even when the importance of games increases. Stick to that plan. Stick to that, to what the numbers say. Keep going for it in fourth and one, in fourth and two. When you're in the opposing territory, make sure you go for it. Play for touchdowns, not for field goals. I want to see that remain the case in Dallas. But also, in a similar note, the aggressiveness that this team has shown in second and long situations. Look at those Dallas Cowboys. They are the number four most aggressive, the fourth most aggressive team in second and long if we look at pass rates. This is so great for the Dallas Cowboys. I get legitimately excited talking about it because a lot of people talk about, hey, we got to be better on third down. We got to be more efficient on third down, and we got to be better on that week in and week out. By the way, Cooper Rush was tremendous on third down, a big part of why the Cowboys beat the Vikings on Sunday night. But the best way to improve on third down is not played at all. And I think that that is something that the Cowboys have made very well so far this season. Avoiding that second and long run. Because if you run on second and seven, you're more than likely going to face third down. In, on the other hand, if you actually throw the football on second down, you're likely to move the change and get a new set of downs going. Of course, I'm not saying that this will happen every time. But over the long run, this is why we're seeing mo more pass happy teams in the NFL and I congratulate the Dallas Cowboys for that graphic that I just showed you the Cowboys are the fourth most aggressive team in the NFL in second and long by the way 
Look at where the Giants are. And remember who the Giants' offensive coordinator is. They are the fourth least aggressive team in the NFL when it comes to throwing the football. And look at the Tampa Bay Bucks. They are, I'm, I'm taking a look at it, over 90% of the time, they will throw the football on second and long. They have become a more aggressive team compared to 2020 when they were low-key conservative. Look at Bruce Arians as well, the Rams. If, you, if you're asked who has the better offenses in the NFL, I'm not exactly sure how the ranking would look like, but you would definitely rank the Bucs, the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Cardinals in a top five, top 10 ranking. Very likely you would do so. And it is not a coincidence that these teams are the most aggressive ones when it comes to throwing the football on second and long. Man, I get excited about watching that graph. I do love what Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are doing with this offense. I, I, I love that. Lunatic is right, man. That, that strategy sucked in the NFL. And, and really, man, it's ah, not even about what happened to Henry Rocks, right? What happened to the victim and his family. That is just, oof. Don't drink and drive, man. If you had one takeaway from, from tonight's show, forget about every stat that I just threw out at you. Just don't drink and drive. Pay for an Uber. Pay for a Lyft. It might be expensive at times, but it is definitely not more expensive than the alternative. So always have another plan, whether that is a designated driver, an Uber, or a Lyft. Just don't drink and drive, please. Uh, Minnesota is stuck in purple purgatory, says Tom Downey. Good enough to not be relevant and not bad enough to blow it all up. Yeah, that happens with a lot of teams when it comes to their quarterback situations and why Cowboys fans should be very grateful then that they have Dak Prescott, of course. Uh, Benjamin Robinson says that Rock's situation is terrible. I feel for that family, and I think that we all do. Definitely could have been Cassie, says Stephen White. And it sounds harsh, but it could have been Cassie, and it could have been anyone driving under the influence. And that is why, you know, I think that message is very important. Just don't drink and drive. You know, here... Um, here in Mexico, they used to run an ad on this. And I always felt that that, that message was very powerful. That it said like, it, it was like a funeral in the chat and everything. And then in came the narrator voice saying, he died because of alcohol and he didn't even taste it. I, I think that was always a very powerful message and that, that always stuck with me. So yeah, could have been anyone. Could have been anyone who drives under the influence of the alcohol. So of course... Never do so. Never do so. And Lunatic saying, hit me up on Twitter. I will pick you up. Family takes care of family. And I love that message from Lunatic. And hey, don't drink and drive. That is the main takeaway that we can get from that Henry Rocks situation. So yeah, those are the changes that I would not like the Cowboys to make. And lastly, and maybe in a more general sense, but just the aggressiveness that this NFL team has shown so far. That game plan with Cooper Rush, that was an aggressive game plan. Average depth of target was at 9.9 yards for Cooper Rush. The Cowboys had a backup quarterback playing, and they decided we're not going to make this a check down game. We are actually going to trust Cooper Rush to make some of these plays. That long Cedric Wilson touchdown, for example, there were some conversations that the Cowboys were going to do so again, 
later in the game. Like, I don't remember what, ex what play this was exactly, but a defensive player from the Vikings talked about it, like, like, that they were going to run the same concept. But I cannot remember who it was. If any one of you does, please feel free to say in the chat, of course. And just the aggressiveness of this team. Let's hope they don't change it. The Cowboys are 6-1. and one. They are in the conversation to be an elite team in the NFC. Let's hope that continues to be the case. Kellen Moore did not adjust his game plan. They put it in his hands, as Stephen White says, and Tom Downey saying that it was Xavier Woods who said that. But I, I cannot remember which play it was, though. I cannot remember. I'm sorry. Uh, big change in aggressiveness compared to the previous coaching staff's conservative style. And I agree with that. But guys, I thank you for joining the show tonight. I thank you for being here. I thank you for choosing to listen to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure that you smash that like button. If you have been here and enjoying the show, smash that like button, please. And of course, share it with your friends. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, please let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And make sure that you don't miss an episode. We are here every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. And make sure you also check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. If you missed it live or if you any day you miss it live, we also are uploading these episodes, both the primetime shows and Sky's live show. We are uploading them as podcasts in Spotify, iTunes. So make sure you are subscribed to those as well. And follow me on Twitter at NFL. That's M-A-U. NFL at Mao NFL. I thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I see your comments, but also, man, hey, no, thank you guys. Thank you and each and every one of you. Joshua Davis saying, have a good day now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Joshua. And I appreciate it to you guys. Uh, go run. <laughs> All right. I will leave you. I, I will leave you right now. <laughs> you guys are crazy sometimes, but I love it. Now, <laughs> Like I, I clicked on the comment and I did, didn't even read it first. But anyways, make sure you enjoy the rest of the World Series. Let's see if the Braves end it tonight. Let's see if they end it tonight. They are up 5-0 and oh, uh, in the top of the fifth inning. So enjoy the rest of your night and I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys.